Welcome back to the Duck Pond Wall. I'm Monica Hoyle, the Alumni Director at Emory Henry and host of this show where we get to sit and catch up with some cool alumni to hear what they're doing. And today, I've got the coolest. Tara Taylor Kesterson, class of 2003, as I recall. That's correct. And it's been a while since then, too. (laughs) I know, right? You know, isn't that funny? Anything in the 2000s seems like it just happened, but it's been a minute since 2003. Yeah, it's getting close. It is. Well, I, I hope that you I hope that you've had enough Geritol to get you through this morning. So thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate you. Glad to be here. I've had about six cups of coffee, so hopefully I'll I'll stay through it. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> you might have to leave for a biological break then if you've had six <laughs> cups of coffee. Well, I'll let we, you know. <laughs> we wanted to talk with you this morning because you have a very cool job. Um, you've always had a cool job, but you have a very cool job right now that has just gone through some name changing and some 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 focus changing. And so we want to talk about that a little bit. Um, I know a lot of folks um, remember you from a previous job that you had working for Channel 5. But for, gosh, how long have you been with the Department of Mines, Minerals, and Energy? Am I saying that right? Well, it, we're now the Virginia Department of Energy. Um, and actually, um, just yesterday, I celebrated eight years here at the Virginia Department of Energy, previously known as the Department of Mines, Minerals, and Energy. Uh, I did spend 10 years at WCYB, which was great experience and good background for the job I'm doing now. Um, I am the public relations and marketing manager for the agency. And yeah, it's been a short eight years. I feel like I just started yesterday and with all the changes that have been happening. Uh, it's been really fun work. Really fun, as in a new challenge every day. So you've been at you've been at the at the agency for eight years, but when did you all decide to change your name and then change your name? Well, the General Assembly actually decided that for us. They passed the legislation um, in twenty twenty one January officially, and then um, we made the change October first, twenty twenty one. So we knew it was coming. We started preparing in February. Um, for those people that are in marketing, they know what a rebranding, how much of an effort that is. So we were glad to have a few extra months um, to get started and prepare. But yeah, there was just some changes in the atmosphere as far as energy goes in Virginia. And I think that's true across the nation. And so there um, was a push to kind of refocus some of our work. The Virginia Department of Mines, Minerals, and Energy is best known in Southwest for its work with coal mines and natural gas and worker safety, environmental protection. And those are goals we haven't dropped. We we still make sure that the workers on our industrial sites are very safe and that the environment is protected and regulations are followed. But with the passing of the Virginia Clean Economy Act, which has also been a big buzz <laughs> across the state. When, uh, when, and, needed, and what was the date of that? Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember, but I think that was also in 2020. But with the passing of that, there was a renewed focus on renewable energy deployment and energy efficiency. And those are things our agency already did, just not at the level that was needed to meet the goal set in that act. So we had a reorganization that was announced in November of 2020. And then uh, we were also made aware then that we would officially become the Virginia Department of Energy. It's interesting to me that this was kind of started by the legislature. Or did you all say to them, you know, we may need to, to sort of come into the, to the current system a little better, come into the current 
culture a little better with our name and our brand and, and what we're doing. Did you say, I mean, did you all, where was, what was the sort of impetus for, for the change? I think it was a little bit of both. Um, we're under the Secretary of Commerce and Trade. Um, that's the cabinet in which our agency falls under. And so there was some work on the part of our director, John Warren, with the Secretary of Commerce and Trade, and they decided, you know, let's let's make this plan. And so they they worked on it for a very long time. And I think it was really both entities saying there's a change um, in energy deployment. And just we saw what kind of work was going on in our agency and, and saw that you know, we do need to shift focus to certain areas and resources in other places. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of great, though, that does it make it seem like Virginia is actually pretty forward thinking about how things are going for the world right now? Well, there's a lot of reports and studies out there, um, you know, applauding Virginia for its focus on clean energy and and looking at those opportunities. Um, Another focus uh, we've put more resources into is economic development, specifically in our coal-impacted communities, which is right here in Southwest Virginia. And so there's also been a lot of buzz about uh, developing solar, um, wind, renewable energy projects on previously mined land. So we have a whole um, team of people, they're called Innovative Reclamation, and they're there to facilitate these conversations between coal companies or landowners and potential business developers to see what we can do with this land that doesn't have a lot of high use um, after mining is complete, but sometimes leaves us with some flat area that we wouldn't have found elsewhere. And so there's some great conversations happening across the Commonwealth about uh, getting some projects for economic development on this land. Well, that's pretty great. Does that work also involve people who are, in fact, still owners of the mines? Yes, yes. It has to be a conversation um, if it's an active mine with the coal company um, on how they're going to reclaim that property once they're done mining. So if they have a potential developer, then we can say, okay, this developer needs this much space and this area, and we can work with them to make that end goal um, for the the prospective business of course people some people own the land that don't own the mines so there's a lot of players involved and we have to make sure that you know everyone is agreeable and and sees all the plans and uh, we just facilitate that conversation but we're, we're seeing a lot of good things happen we also have abandoned mine lands which are coal mines that were mined before 1977 so before that date there wasn't a lot of great environmental reclamation in place, uh, laws that required them to take care of things like erosion and uh, just prevent harm to nearby areas. So that land, um, we're getting to see it also reclaimed and developed, which is a positive for the environment and the economy. So we have a lot of opportunities in both active mining and historic mining. Well, that leads me to Gosh, like 10 more questions. So, so it's pretty complex. <laughs> so it's basically part of what happens is there are sometimes, sometimes there's an owner of the land, but someone else actually just has like what, what the, like the rights to the, to the minerals mineral or the rights. mines, mineral rights. Okay. So they don't right. actually own the land, just the, the rocks that are underneath. Not to get too in the weeds, uh, but in Southwest Virginia, there are a lot of what are called severed deeds. So someone may own the surface, someone may own the gas, someone may own the coal, someone may own the limestone, someone may own the timber rights. Um, Holy cow. 
Yeah, it gets complicated, especially when you're trying to pay royalties out. That sounds like, um, you know, I just said, I just from said our gas companies a, and things like that. I just said that math, you know, word problems in math make my, make me break out in hives. And this me sounds too. like a word problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is definitely a word problem, but we've been working through it and we've been able to disperse a lot of money through our Virginia Gas and Old Board um, just by research uh, with the gas companies. They've been on hand to kind of find those things. But yeah, severed deeds do uh, create some issues along the way, but we are very adamant to make sure all the parties listed um, know what's going on and want to to see what, you know, see the development, see economic development in Southwest Virginia and other parts of the state too. Well, and let's talk about that for a second. You're talking about companies that might like to do solar or wind energy on some of this reclaimed land. Are, Are those companies outside of the state that are wanting to use that land or is it Virginia companies? Um, it varies. We've seen both. Uh, our innovative reclamation teams have been in contact with about, I would say, 20 uh, possible developers on solar. Uh, just this week, actually tomorrow, we're going to break ground on a solar project in Wires County um, with Sun Tribe Solar. They're installing an installation at the Mineral Gap Data Center, which will power that center. Um, it's off the grid. But um, that was part of an abandoned mine land economic revitalization program grant, also known as AMLER. Us government people love our acronyms. I was going to say, does everything in your world have like 30 initials attached to it? That is really yeah, yeah. How do you we, remember we all about that? Creating an acronym <laughs> guideline for our new employees just because there's so many. But we have vowed not to be an acronym agency anymore. So we are Virginia Energy, not v, Virginia DOE, not VE, none of that. So Virginia Energy. Virginia Energy. Yes, which is a challenge on the marketing side of things uh, to get people to adopt that. They're still calling us DOE, DMME, uh, but we are Virginia Energy now. Well, and it's hard because people just do that. They just shorten things. Especially if you have a really long name, like Abandoned Mindland Economic Revitalization Program. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you must just sit around the office and practice some of these things. Well, you're not my first radio interview. (laughs) Oh, oh, I thought I was getting a scoop. Oh, well, okay. definitely the best I've had yet. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, don't tell the station manager. I told her I had like, you know, breaking news. Well, another question about, you know, I was asking about the businesses, but what about partnering with other agencies? I know that when you're talking about, well, abandoned mine land and that sort of thing, you you also got a lot of conservation issues and and that sort of thing. And so what other, I want to say, green agencies do you have to partner with to make some of these things happen? Oh, yeah. uh, Virginia Department of Environmental Quality, DEQ, um, is always right beside of us. We do a lot of work with the Nature Conservancy. Um, We also, Department of Wildlife Resources is always involved in uh, most of our work. There's a lot of environmental paperwork required for these projects on these specific sites. And those agencies, state and federal, um, oftentimes are signing off on it. We Historic Resources is another one that comes into play a lot based on where it's at, what's next to it. But yes, we are very open with our state partners, um, our NGOs, our non-government organizations, and other groups that are, you know, care about what happens to the land and and care about development as well. So there are always a number of people at the table anytime we do any kind of project. 
do they seem kind of excited about this new direction? Um, we've gotten some really positive feedback, uh, especially with the Nature Conservancy. This innovative reclamation I was talking about earlier, you know, we've been doing this type of work with them for years. We've talked with them about uh, site preparation, and, and you probably are aware that they gained a very large amount of land recently. And so Heard there's that. some opportunity, right? And they've announced some solar projects on that land, and some of it is formerly mined land. But yeah, we. We have some really great support. Um, people are, well, let me say we have some really smart people on our staff. <laughs> the technical aspect of some of this work just blows my mind. You know, we talked about math and word problems earlier. Yeah. I can't even begin to grasp um, some of the level of information that our group is out gathering. Uh, wow. How hot is the sun? You know, how fast <laughs> does the wind blow here? And, and this is all, you know, in a GIS mapping uh, system. And so they're able to provide some really great details. And we've gotten some really great feedback uh, from that information and some good interest. You know, we just talked to the Washington Post uh, a couple of weeks ago about that. So we've get, we're getting a lot of attention. And yeah, <laughs> we're, we're being asked to be players at a, a lot of big tables just to provide the information that we have. And, and that's our team. That's the smart people we have on board, and, and they're a really great group. That is cool to hear. Uh, just to remind everybody, we're talking today with Tara Taylor Kesterson, Emory and Henry class of 2003, who is a director of marketing for Virginia Energy. That's correct. Used to be something else, but we're just going to forget that. It's Virginia Energy. And our, in the end, is it kind of nice just to have the two words as opposed oh, to? yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had um, some reporters remark <laughs> and tag us on Twitter about how grateful they were to not write out uh, the former name. <laughs> we don't want to mention it so we don't get confused. It's just, let's just not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had a couple of phone calls really just to say thank you. <laughs> so uh, I understand, too, you know, doing just interviews where you don't want to put an acronym on everything and having to say all these words. Well, um, here's, I guess, so in, in the category of a question from in the weeds, um, I know from experience that when you're changing the name of something, it's usually kind of a fight. How long did they distress? I mean, were there like a, a list of like a thousand different ways to do this? And then they finally settled on Virginia Energy or, or did they go, nope, this is simple. Just call it Virginia Energy. Well, uh, we were really blessed to only have myself, um, our chief deputy, who has a great background in marketing as well, um, make most of the decisions about the rebranding. And then we took it to the leaders of the agency uh, for final approval. Um, but they were great. They trusted our opinion. All we got from the General Assembly was that we were going to be the Virginia Department of Energy. Being a government agency, I knew that no one was going to accept that and they were going to make their own uh, acronyms and names for us. So we wanted to establish a shortened version uh, right off the bat. So we went with Virginia Energy um, and we didn't get a lot of hassle about it. Um, there were several questions from our employees as what's our shortened name? What's our acronym? What are we going to go by? And, and we had to say it's Virginia Energy, which is unbelievable to people who have been in state service for 30 some years. But um, everybody seems pretty accepting of it. They're doing really good pushing the name out. So, so you don't have like insiders in the office making up stuff like Jenny Energy just to mess with you, just to, just to make <laughs> you crazy? If we do, I don't hear it. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. I won't tell you any. Or names. I don't. I pretend it doesn't exist. 
<laughs> I'm the half cup full kind of lady. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the actual areas that you oversee. Are you, does Virginia energy stretch? I mean, you're down here, of course, in Southwest Virginia. Does it cover the entire state? Do you cover just Southwest Virginia? Um, I cover the entire Commonwealth. So we have our energy programs um, are mostly based in Richmond. Um, our renewable energy, energy efficiency, um, alternative fuels, those types of programs are all based in the capital. Um, we have mineral mines across the state of Virginia. So limestone, um, granite, those types of products being mined. Uh, we have inspectors across the state. And then, of course, I'm on hand for any emergencies or if they need help or press releases or things like that. So we do cover the state for that. And then, um, of course, our coal and natural gas is all based in Southwest Virginia. So we have a larger presence here because it's more, um, there's more environmental regulations. It requires more people to make sure they're doing the right thing. So while we do have a bigger presence in Southwest, we are present across the state. Well, and that sort of leads me to another question. And And again, this can't possibly come under you, although it sounds like a lot of things do, but but as we as we make a lot of changes in this country about how we approach energy, it does feel like there are some communities that are a bit more impacted than others. I, I was struck by the fact that you said Richmond was a, a good sort of hub for, for renewable energy. I'm going to make sort of a guess that some of that has been a little bit harder sell in Southwest Virginia because doing things the way we've done them for a long time is a little easier. People are sort of accustomed to that. And so as people look at new jobs, new ways of working and that kind of thing. How, how, do we, how do we talk to the communities down here that in some ways may feel a little more put upon by some of the changes? Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say as part of our rebranding, we have positioned um, four, five new um, energy efficiency and renewable energy people based in Southwest. We're hiring a couple of those right now, but we will have people to, to go out into these communities and, and offer the programs that we do offer. Uh, we're mostly resources on the energy, uh, renewable energy and energy efficiency side, um, but not regulatory like we are with, with the mining. But you know what, we've received a, a lot of good feedback. Um, everyone knows the coal industry has been in decline. It's no secret. We've lost about a million tons of coal a year um, over the last decade. So uh, there has been a recent boost. When you say you've lost a million tons, does that mean there, there are a million tons fewer being bought or you just don't have Being it? produced. Okay. We track how much is actually mined. So tonnage mined, um, yeah, it's been about a, an average of a million tons per Me- year over the last de- decade. Meaning it's not there or we've just quit pulling it out? Just meaning there's, yeah, there's no sell for it. Yeah. So that's actual mind. And usually they're not going to mine it if they can't sell it. Right. Um, it's an expensive business to be in. But I think Southwest Virginia prides itself in being the energy capital of the state. Um, with the tradition of coal, you know, it's been used for fuel, natural gas. Um, it's all based here. And, and so I think that secession into remaining the energy capital of Virginia, no matter what the energy is, is uh, still something people in Southwest pride themselves on. 
Um, you know, coal is still being mined. The metallurgical market is seeing a spike right now. It's not going away, um, especially the big mines in Southwest Virginia. It's going to be a part of Southwest Virginia for many years to come. But we're seeing some new things come in and, and we're looking at these opportunities. Um, there's a whole thing I can't get into called the Energy Lab. That would be a whole nother <laughs> radio show, but just a way to study um, new types of renewable energy and how it can work specifically here in Southwest. Um, over the last year, there's been a new focus on energy equity to make sure that everyone across the state has access to different types of energy, renewable energy, um, if they want it, and also a focus on um, environmental justice and bringing, make sure that people in low to middle income housing have access to renewable energy if that's what they choose. We haven't seen a huge pushback on, on what we've been deploying so far and the programs we've been involved with. Um, in fact, we've seen a lot of great support. So I think if we stick with that energy capital of Southwest Virginia, that the people will, you know, continue to to be prideful in that. I love that. I love that. And I and I love that that it sounds like there are some exciting new opportunities for people, especially young people coming along who are just learning things and you know, ready to try and ready to learn some new opportunities. And I'm so going to make you come back and talk about the energy lab. Don't think I'm going to let that drop. <laughs> we know we're happy to. <laughs> we're out of time today, but I'm so going to make you come back and do that soon because I am, I'm interested in that. Well, we really are just about out of time. This, but this, I'm, I'm very excited that you would share this with us. And what do you see has been like the, the most exciting sort of byproduct of this name change? Oh, wow. So many things. Um, I think the renewed focus, being from Southwest Virginia, being from a coal-impacted community. I grew up in Raven, Virginia, which is on the border of Russell and Tazewell County. My dad was in the mines. He actually teaches coal miners now. Oh, wow. Um, but it's just special to me to have that piece. Um, not that I'm actually facilitating the conversations, but to be able to promote that work um, for my home. Southwest Virginia, um, that's been the most exciting thing for me, just to see exciting new opportunities, economic development, and, you know, a real heart to make sure that this region succeeds. Um, that's been great. All of the work is exciting. Don't get me wrong. Offshore wind, a whole nother radio show. That's exciting stuff too. Um, but, you know, when personally uh, seeing people really put their effort in to, to see this community thrive is is the greatest thing for me. Makes me kind of happy to hear you say that. I, I, I don't think you're running for anything, but I just feel the need to vote for you because that was beautiful. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm totally not political. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. No, I'm sorry I said it. I'm sorry I said it. Well, it's exciting to hear what you all are doing. And really and truly, I hope you'll come back at some point and talk to us more about what some of these cool new opportunities are and how they're um, happily impacting the, the environment and the people who live in the, in the, in these communities. And so I'm excited to hear what you guys are doing. It's exciting. All right. Well, any, any last words, Tara, that you'd like to share with us, something I didn't think to ask you about that you really want to make sure you communicate? Well, I wouldn't be a proper marketing person if I didn't say for more information, log on to energy.virginia.gov. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on LinkedIn. So uh, we got a lot of great stuff out there, a lot of great information, um, anything you need. And, and feel free to give us a call, 276-523-8100. Oh We're happy gosh. to help. It's like you're the marketing person for Virginia Energy. <laughs> well, who would know? <laughs> 
Tara Taylor Casterson, Emory and Henry class of 2003 and marketing director for Virginia Energy, which used to be something else. And we're not going to say what it is because why confuse people? Monica Hall, you are fabulous. Thank you for having me today. Such a nice lie. Thanks for being with us. And I just want to thank everybody for being with us today on the Duck Pond Wall. Please stay tuned to WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia.